2: Done.
1: I'm not going to lie. Last night was rough. R-U-F-F rough. I can't even spell correctly. It was so rough. There are going to be nights like that. There are going to be bad nights. Bad results. But let's make last night the only night that happens. Yes, we'll talk about it. It's time for Locked On Magic And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 23rd, 2021. My name is Philip Ross. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, yes, we are going to chat about the Orlando Magic's loss to the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll dive into what went wrong. Um, every, Everything there. That's done. Um, We'll break down... Uh, there's, we'll break it all down. We'll just talk about what was so discouraging about that loss, and and, and I'll explain why that is the only time uh, something like that should ever happen. Um, we'll try and make sure that doesn't happen again now. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that... We want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Whether we're your first listen of the morning, your at-work listen, your workout listen, your lunchtime listen, no matter when you decide to listen to Locked On Magic, we do appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every single day. We are free and available on all platforms as well as streaming on YouTube. Our goal is to hit 300 subscribers by Christmas. We're at somewhere near 220, so if you haven't done so already, Subscribe to our YouTube channel. you get the opportunity to interact with me directly when I record these live. I usually record Locked On Magic around 9, 30, or 10 in the morning. Um, you'll be able to interact with the show live. Uh, we'll be doing some YouTube exclusive events, including pregame shows, uh, as well as live kind of Spotify, Green Room, Mailbag episodes as well. I haven't planned my next one, but we will be doing them in the near future. So definitely check out the Locked On Magic YouTube page, um, as well as our usual podcasting uh outlets, and podcasting platforms. Today's podcast also brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals for those you want to keep. Check out Truebill today. So this game was over by midway through the first quarter. Um, I mean, it's... The magic got run out of the gym um there were two good moments in the entire game to be perfectly honest or two like meaningfully good moments the entire game um first play the game, or first second possession somewhere in there early in the game first points of the game near that that's accurate um Jalen Suggs drives through the lane you know gets underneath the baseline hangs in the air makes a really difficult and nice pass but by two defenders to get Wendell Carter a dunk Orlando leads to nothing yes the magic led in this game um next possession down, Jalen Suggs in a pick and roll with Wendell Carter, throws it up top, gets the alley oop for two magic. Everything felt and looked good, I suppose, at that point. Um, but obviously that's about where the good vibes ended. Um, the Bucks were serious about winning this game. Um, and let's let's be real. Um, this magic team playing against any contending type team. Um, needs a contending type team to let off the gas or, or not be in sync. Uh, let's, let's be real about that. Um, you know, we saw, you know, honestly, when the Magic played the Nets a few weeks back, I didn't think the Magic played hor- horribly. I think they did let go of the rope a little bit there in the third quarter, but I think they got beat by an angry Nets team and the Nets are a good team. Even without Kyrie Irving, that is a really good team. And the, this Magic team is simply not yet built to play these top-level teams when they're fully operational battle stations, when they're clicking on all cylinders. And, you know, I think I I felt this way after the fourth quarter on Saturday, either the the Magic probably woke up Milwaukee. Um, They got their attention. You know, they forced the starters back into the game. And if, if Milwaukee got back in that situation, they were not going to let the Magic get up off the map this time. Still... You expect a level of uh, execution, you expect a level of intensity, you expect a level of just fight and effort, you know, something that we've been seeing the praises for this team of all season long. Honestly, you know, there have been bad games, there have been bad moments, but this was really the first time the Magic really let go of the rope. Um, This was the first time the Magic really didn't take care of their business and do the job that they're supposed to do. Um, this is the first time that the magic just didn't show up. Um and I know this is the first time where it really felt like, oh, this this is a this is not just a, a rebuilding team. this is a team that is far away. um and, and again, the hope is that this isn't normal, that this is a one night thing where everything just happened to go bad. um and 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 you move on from there. Um, it, it, nights like Monday night, are why people hate rebuilds, um, are why rebuilds fail. Um, you can't have nights like Monday night, plain and simple. Orlando was down what 20 to 6 midway through the first quarter. Like, oh, look, I look, I work at Spectrum News 13, I work on Spectrum Sports 360, that's my day job. Um, I I was I was producing last night's show. I cut the highlights for Spectrum Sports 360. I pretty much turned to my produce to to, to my boss and you know, and the person and the and the producer of helping me on the show, and I said, this game's over after the first quarter. You can start cutting highlights. You know, I I, I, I waited till halftime as a courtesy, <laughs> just in case something else happened. But um, this game was over after the first quarter. Um, you could just tell the Magic didn't have it. You could tell the Magic just weren't able to execute at the level they needed to execute at. Um, and, you know, again, this team needs such a high... I mean, it's not even necessarily high-level execution. It's just an intensity of execution. Um, it's a focus and intensity on defense. And they just didn't have it. Um, uh, if you, if you listen to the show long enough, you know, I don't like to question effort. I, I don't like to, to, to talk about things that either I can't quantify or, or I don't know personally. Um, I don't think the effort wasn't at the level it needs to be at. I'm not saying guys didn't try. Um, you know, I, I'm a big believer in, and effort's fine, but you need focused effort. The effort was unfocused. The team was as disorganized as they looked like. As they looked like, they were sloppy. They were trying too hard to get back in the game in one play. Uh, they just fed into Milwaukee's pressure. And, and yes, frankly, Orlando didn't have a roster capable of winning. With Cole Anthony and Gary Harris out, it, this team wasn't winning this game. And so, it, it, it just wasn't good. <laughs> it was just a disaster on all, all levels. Um, Milwaukee led by 20 at the end of the first quarter. They extended their lead out to as much as 51. Um, I I know the magic of trailed by 50 in the past. Um, I am not, I cannot think of it, or maybe I've just blocked it out of my memory. Um, it was that bad. And honestly, if not for the deep bench guys, so all credit to Robin Lopez, RJ Hampton a little bit, um, Nortz Wagner, all credit to those guys. They fought their way back into the game. They fought their way back to make the score look at least a little bit respectable, but you know, 123 to 92 isn't respectable at all. Um, they did win the fourth quarter, thirty-six to eighteen, but um, it was it was that bad. Um, just just frank, plainly, it was that bad. Orlando settled for three pointers. They didn't move the ball. They didn't attack the paint. They fed into traps. They turned the ball over. They didn't defend at all. Um, There's no defensive resistance whatsoever, and and, and that's just unacceptable. Um, I I don't care how far in the development this team is or how much this team is rebuilding that lack of defensive effort, the lack of defensive attention to detail, the lack of defensive energy is unacceptable. That's who this team is. Um, That's who this team needs to be. And if they're, and again, you look for little signs of, you know, we've been able to point to some positives in every single game. Very, very few positives, certainly not any long-term ones that come out of this game. Um, And it just sort of was, Um, I, I don't have, the words to describe it fully. We'll go through the box score. We'll go through, you know, process over results. We're going to go through our process for game days, but it was a rough one for the Orlando Magic. Um, and that is that is that is really, really tough Um in, in so many ways. And, you know, yes, injuries were a factor. Um, Gary Harris was out with a sprained wrist. Cole Anthony still out with a sprained ankle. Absolutely 100% a factor in this game. Orlando is not going to win many games with Cole Anthony on the sideline. That's just the way they're constructed. He is just the engine that drives this team, and, and really its heart at this point. Um, but just just still unacceptable. I honestly, like I said this during the game, I do not care how much the Magic lose by. You know, I, I don't care that they lose by that if they lose a game by thirty, you know, they lose a game by twenty five. The final score of these games aren't as important as the effort and the lessons that that this young team can take from them. This game was not a game for growth. I could say there were growth moments in the other blowout losses. This was a game without a growth moment. And you can't have many of those in a season like this. You got to compete better. You got to be in these games better. You got to be into the game plan better. You, you got to execute better. And I expect more from, from a lot of these guys that, that didn't perform well. We'll get into that coming up here in just a minute. We'll go through the box score because that's what we do on game days um, here in just a moment. But first, a quick word for our pals at Shopify. Um, We all love the sound of a cash register. Um, We all love the sound of another sale. Um, And and Shopify is the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. In case you don't know, Shopify is a complete commerce platform that lets you start, grow, and manage a business. The subscription-based software allows anyone to set up an online store and sell their product. Shopify store owners can also sell in physical locations using Shopify POS, their point-of-sale app, and accompanying hardware. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business, so upstart startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. And Shopify helps you make your entrepreneurial dreams come true. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources to make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Shopify powers more than 1.7 million businesses from first sale to full scale, reaching customers online and across social networks with an ever growing suite of channel integration and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. It also allows you to gain insights. As you grow with detailed report, detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. Go to shopify.com slash locked on NBA. That's all lowercase for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business today. Go to Shopify.com slash on NBA. That's locked on NBA. Two ends there. Shopify.com slash locked on NBA.
0: This is Jake from Locked On.
1: I want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, whether we're your first listen of the day, uh, your workout listen, your lunch listen. Whenever you're listening to us, you truly do appreciate make, you making Locked On Magic part of your daily routine. Remember, we're on, we're on every podcast feed imaginable. Wherever you download podcasts, you can find us. We're also now streaming on YouTube. If you want to watch us live, we usually report around 9, 30, or 10 in the morning. Um, you can interact with the show. Definitely send your questions my way because I don't want to talk about this game anymore. Um, but we are going to do so nonetheless, run through the final box score for you real fast as the Orlando Magic fall to the Milwaukee Bucks, 123-92. Um, to th- Let's do the team stats first. Orlando shoots 36.6% from the floor, 11 for 41, that's 26.8% from beyond the arc. They do have 15 offensive rebounds. They turned the ball over 15 times. It was, it was bad. Every starter, and it's been very rare, every starter except for Michael Mulder, who was playing with the bench group that played well, had a plus minus of at least minus 28. Jalen Suggs at minus 28. Everyone else above minus 30. Um, Terrence Ross was minus 31. Um, That, again, you don't like using individual plus minus as a sign of anything. It just, but it tells you, it still tells you something. It tells you that the six most important players on the team, the starters plus Terrence Ross, Got their asses kicked. Sorry for the language, but it, it needs to be strong. Um, they got beat down, beat up, and just just beaten. Um, you know, again, it's just it's just bad. Now, look, rookies are going to have bad games. Um, Franz Wagner, it, teams are starting to catch up on Franz Wagner. He's been a lot more inconsistent with his scoring of late. Over um, nine, over three from beyond the arc. Rookies are going to have bad games. Um, you know, he failed to score. It's going to happen. Not, You know, rookies just don't understand how to play every single game at, at the right intensity, you know, not necessarily at the right intensity level, but with the right production. So, you know, I, I expect Franz Wagner to have a bad game every once in a while. Um, Jalen Suggs, 2 for 8, 0 for 4 from beyond the arc. Three turnovers, four rebounds, two assists. He played only 17 minutes. Honestly, to my eye, Suggs is still nursing that ankle injury. He still doesn't look 100%. He still looks like like he's moving kind of gingerly. Jammed his finger at one point during the game. Uh, You know, this would have been a great game for Jalen Suggs to assert himself, especially coming off last week's win over the Knicks when he played really, really well, and even last Friday's game against the Nets when he played really, really well. Um, I would have loved to see him assert himself more with Cole Anthony out, but I just don't know physically if he can do it. Um, And so right there, you've not, you know, Franz Wagner struggling, Jalen Suggs not 100% you've sort of knocked out two of your most important players, um, especially with how the Magic are. Uh, and, and then you just kind of struggle from there. Um, Bo Bamba, two points, one for six shooting, three rebounds. I, I thought he did a decent job defensively on Giannis uh, when they were matched up. Um, Giannis definitely didn't like the blank that Bamba had, and so I think we saw some flashes of what he can be. But, um, you know, I, I think it's fair to say, too, that, like, Bamba is settling for three-pointers too much, settling to stay on the perimeter too much, um, when sometimes he needs to get in the paint and attack a little bit. Um, and not necessarily off the dribble, but just roll to the basket. Um, he does not roll at all. Um, and, and, and again, that's just, that's, a, that's partly a playing preference, but like the Magic need to get in the paint. They need to be able to get into the paint, and they just don't have the way to consistently do that. Um, it's not helping, too, that Wendell Carter just isn't enough involved enough in the offense. Eight points, 10 rebounds, three for six shooting, over three from beyond the arc. Look, you know, with Cole Anthony out, Wendell Carter's the best player on this team. Um, How is the best player on your team only taking six shots? You know, among the starters, and yes, and Wendell Carter played 27 and a half minutes. Michael Mulder played 27. Among the starters, Michael Mulder shot the most times with 11 field goal attempts. Um, Look, if there's a game for Jalen Suggs to try and shoot the ball 20 times, this was it. Um, I do think the Magic have a little bit of a hierarchy problem. Um, You know, I do think that they have a little bit of an issue where players don't know the pecking order on the team. Cole, I think, sets everyone into that pecking order and knows how to manage a game really well. This is one of the reasons why we're really excited to get Markel back because Markel knows how to manage the team well and keep everyone involved. Um, This was a team that just didn't know whose turn it was or... How to set themselves up to get good shots or get the right guys shots, um, and some of that has to fall on Jamal Mosley. I think we've experienced a lot of his a lot of his rookie as a head coach. Um, he he has looked the part of a rookie head coach this year. Um, there's been a lot of rotation mistakes, um, you know, some feel mistakes that that I think you just get from from coaching more, from being in that lead chair, um, and and having to win games. Um, this was one of them. You know, sometimes you just got to say, "Hey, get Wendell a shot." Get Wendell the ball. Um, and, and I don't think the Magic are doing a good enough job of that. Um, I think there was a problem on Saturday's game too where the guys that you want scoring, the guys that you want shooting the ball, were not shooting the ball. Again, Wendell Carter just barely didn't play in the fourth quarter or in the second half, essentially, of that game on Saturday. Um, you know, he just gets forgotten sometimes and it's just that just can't happen. He's too valuable to this, this team's stability and what the team's trying to do. And again, Magic had one starter, one regular rotation player shoot 50% in this game Press the advantage with Wendell Carter, force him to put Giannis on him, and then have him make the right decisions. Um, again, he he's he's good, um, you know, and I think some some of it is Wendell has to realize how good he is and be a little bit more aggressive, which was certainly an issue um, that was complained about in Chicago as well. Um, Terrence Ross, one for five, four points. Um, you know, the Magic just, when the Magic struggle like this, they're going to struggle to set up Terrence Ross. He needs others to set him up. Um, some interesting performances. RJ Hampton. In 31 minutes, 14 points, 6 for 15 shooting, eight rebounds, five assists, just one turnover. Um, I do think RJ Hampton's doing a better job. Um, I, I do think, I mean, the Magic essentially wanted to run him as their starting two, um, but they they kind of kept the rotation intact to keep some lineup balance. And I don't think that was a bad decision. I think Michael Mulder's fine. Um, you know, for that kind of limited role. Um, Hampton is making things happen. Um, and so I I gotta give Hampton his props. Um, like he did in Saturday's game. He was willing to, to force the issue, attack, get to the basket, trying to make things happen for this team. Um, and and uh, that, that's what this team needed at that moment. Um, I want to also give uh, some some credit to Moritz Wagner. 18 points, 5 for 9, shooting 3 for 5 from beyond the arc. I know I hate his shot selection. I do hate his shot selection. I don't think he's particularly good defensively. Um, but dude's willing to shoot. Dude was willing to stay with the game plan. I think that deserves some credit in this game as well when, when everything else was going to, to hell. Um, Wagner was doing the right things. He's a little bit of an instigator, that's part of his role. Um, and so I think he was doing that pretty well. He was doing that too. Um, you know, he's doing everything the magic asked of him, to be frank. And it's just it's the magic's fault for having to use him for 23 and a half minutes. Um, Robin Lopez, I thought played fantastic. I've loved what Robin Lopez has done the last few games. 13 points, six for eleven shooting, four rebounds for him. Um, it's less about that though. Um, Rob, like everyone said it after Saturday's game, Robin is the perfect veteran. He knows his role. Um, he knows he's there to guide and help. And you see him talking to players on the sidelines. You even see him talking to the coaches and telling them what he sees. Um, and and when he's in the game, he does what he does. Well, he stays with it. and, And that helps the team. Um, he defends really well. He's a brick wall in the paint guys run into him and they bounce off and he holds his ground. Um, so, you know, I, 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 Think the only reason Robin Lopez isn't playing over Moritz Wagner as the third string center or the backup center, um, is just the mobility issue. Like there's only certain, you know, he Robin knows what he's good at, but he's not gonna kind of go outside that box. And a lot of these centers are a little too mobile for him uh nowadays. But uh overall, you know, Robin holds his ground, does his job, period, full stop. Um, that's that's all you could ask for. That's all you want from a guy like Robin Lopez. So um, I'm very. I, I've been. I'm very, very happy. I, I think Robin Lopez had a fantastic game, and, and again, he's doing exactly what the team is asking of him. Um, the last guy I want to talk about, Chumo Kiki. 12 points, 5 for 11 shooting, 2 for 6 from beyond the arc. He seems like he's starting to get his shot to come around a little bit more. Um, I, 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 I like how the Magic used Chuma, especially late in the game. Um, he was able to kind of experiment a little bit, get get his heel off the dribble a little bit more. Um, that that definitely is a good sign. Um, you know, Chuma's certainly been. A bit disappointing as he works his way back from the bone bruise in his hit. Um, really balanced scoring effort from the Bucs. They end up shooting 46.8% from floor, but they were above 50 for much of the game. 18 for 45 from beyond the arc for 40%. 17 of 24 from the foul line. 13 offensive rebounds. Um, they really killed the Magic with turnovers. Chris Middleton, Giannis Antetokounmpo both with 12 points. They didn't need them to do much more. Drew Holiday with 18 and Pat Connaughton with 17 for the Bucks. The Atlanta Magic followed the Milwaukee Bucs, 123-92. Uh, We'll take some of your questions here coming up because I don't want to talk about this game anymore. Um, We'll maybe draw some big picture items out as well in just a moment. But first, quick word from our pals at Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? Um, It's a business game out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 per year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel and they make them renew automatically without often telling you. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has more than 2 million users and helped save them over $100 million. This is me putting my pinky to my mouth. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash NBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash NBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Today's podcast also brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local auto parts store to... Stock all the parts you need. So, I endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. It may not even work with your car. That's happened to me before, actually. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. The warehouse is right there for you. So, save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do it yourselfers for more than 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need: brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How'd you hear about us, Fox? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Um, I don't have a lot more to say about this game. It was bad, um, really, 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 really bad. Um, so uh, if you, if for those of you watching on YouTube, feel free to drop some comments. Um, and, and we can chat that chat that way. Um, to, to fill up this last segment. Um, um, so it's yeah, it's 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 definitely uh, it's definitely been a bit of a bit of a struggle with with this team, and and you know you don't want we don't want to get to the point of the season where. You know we're recycling a lot of the same storylines and we're not learning anything new and not growing um you know because that's and are just frankly not playing meaningful basketball um so it, it's we don't want to be at that tanking stage yet but to be frank the team the magic put out there last night was a tanking team again by necessity the magic don't have the players but you know again this is a culture thing this is a this is a culture this is an identity thing you still want to play to a certain level, to a certain standard, to a certain um, mentality. You still want to be able to play at that level. Um, you want the team to be able to uh, execute, um, to, to run through their stuff, to play with the defensive intensity. Like, frankly, like more than anything else, the lack of defensive intensity was what bothered me. Um, there was no resistance defensively. And, and again, that's who this team wants to be. If anything else, be a tough team defensively. I don't care if they don't score a single point. This team wants to be a defensive team. Be a defensive team, um, and, and it's just—it's just really hard. Um, you can't have games like this. Um, these are the games that ruin rebuilds. These are the games that—that um, that slow growth. Um, and you—you you can't have these games. And if that's the lesson that has to come out of this, that's the lesson that has to come out of this. But you've got to play. Hard, you gotta play not just hard, but focused. Um, and that's what was lacking. Um, and this team, I think Robin Lopez was right when he said after Saturday's game that um the magic have been better at dealing with runs and stopping stopping the bleeding. Um they didn't do that. You know, the bleed the the the, the run came uh and the magic the magic uh just never got into it. Um we're never into this game. Um and, and again, like I said it online. That's unacceptable. The effort was unacceptable. The the intensity, the, the attention to detail, unacceptable. Making mistakes is fine. Like, seriously, make mistakes. You can review them on film. You can learn from them. You can't learn from playing without energy and effort. Um, that You just can't. That has to be given. Uh, and, you know, you don't want to overreact to one game. There are bad nights in the NBA every single night. Last game of a road trip, tons of injuries. Um... Again, I don't think necessarily Jamal Mosley put the players in the best position to succeed. Um, You know, I think he is thinking a lot of big picture items and not X's and O's and necessarily game to game management. Um, So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to say Jamal Mosley has been perfect. There have definitely been some things that I've questioned and wondered about um, that he has done, but I still think overall he's done the right things and has the team thinking and focusing on the right things. But the ultimate test of that is going to be how the Magic play Wednesday, to be frank. Um the Magic can't come out lazy on Wednesday. Um the Magic honestly like if the Magic don't come out with their heads on fire defensively Wednesday and again Charlotte's a really good team so I'm not even saying they have to win the game. If the Magic don't come out with their heads on fire Wednesday um defensively like really focused, really intense, really energetic, I'm going to be a bit concerned. Um you have to have some pride and you have to look at this game and say this isn't going to happen again. Um, that's, that's the truth. This, this cannot happen again, full stop. Um, if it does, if it does, then we're in trouble. Then we're looking at a rebuild that's not going the direction it needs to go. Um, again, so much of the season is about the attitude, the, 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 the culture, the foundation you're being built. Monday was a crack to be perfectly frank, um, Monday was a crack in the foundation, um, not anything that will make the whole thing crumble down, but you got to put some caulk in there. <laughs> um, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta clean that up. Um, and hopefully they do. Um, I, I've seen a few questions. I'm going to respond to a few of them here. Um, Michael Mancini um, asks, I don't know if this is an odd question, but at what point do you think uh, Walt looks at to make some trades and get new people in, or do you think we ride it out the whole season? Um, at this point. Uh, I would say trades are mostly uh, economic. Um, you know, Gary Harris is, is set to become a free agent. Mobamba is honestly set to become a free agent. I wouldn't be surprised if his name starts popping up. Um, uh, Terrence Ross has an extra year left on his contract, so he's going to have a lot of value. Um, I think trades at this point are more about about the econ- about economics, um, managing the Magic salary cap sheet, uh, looking for opportunities to add some some more young players or add some interesting players that can help this team long term. Um, it's not about saving this season. Look, uh, you know, I, I, I would love to believe that this team can make the playoffs and make a run. The, the magic are not going to make transaction transactions to shore up this team. Cause this isn't the team, the magic are playing. for. This is the magic. This isn't the team. The magic are necessarily going to be advancing forward with. Um, they want to grow it. They want to see what it can sprout into, but like this isn't the group that's going to win a championship, so to speak. Um, yes the magic are probably thinking about Paolo Banchero and thinking about Chet Holmgren and thinking about, you know, Jalen Duran and, and Imani Bates and and all the guys uh, that are high, that are on the top of the draft list. And so if you haven't heard those names, you're going to be hearing a lot of them as we get deeper into the college season. This is a great week for college basketball. If you want to start watching some of them, I believe Gonzaga plays UCLA tonight or tomorrow night. Um, that's a one versus two matchup in, in college basketball. Um, I believe Duke Duke played last night. I think Duke plays again either today or tomorrow. Um, you know, there we're gonna be talking a lot about those guys. Um, this is not a season that's about the, the team's record, unless they go on some crazy run. Um, this is not about the team's record. Uh so any trade the magic make will be about economics. Um, I think there's a very good chance they trade Terrence Ross at the trade deadline. Um, and I don't think those trades will happen until the trade deadline. Um, I'll make that clear. Unless like a sweetheart deal comes into their comes in comes to them to their to their plate, um, they're not going to make a trade until the trade deadline. Um, so I do think that we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll see some moves, but again, they'll all be economic. They won't be necessarily to shore up this roster. And you know, they they obviously want to add players um, that will help this team and help this team grow. Uh, but again, there are so many young players. I think one of the big issues the Magic have had this year is Gary Harris's. I think Gary Harris has been a big help behind the scenes and on the bench, um, that he has really struggled on the court, so he's not providing the stability there. Terrence Ross is definitely not a player who provides stability, uh, so I, I think that he that has also been a struggle for this team um, as well. Uh, you, got, you look at Robin Lopez. When Robin Lopez is on the floor, he knows where to be. He knows what he's doing. He knows his limitations. He plays his role perfectly. That's what you want from a veteran. There's a reason the Magic have won their minutes with Robin Lopez on the floor. And some of it is, yes, they're playing really bad, uh, really bad, um, uh, really bad competition. Uh, but I do think that Lopez has just provided really nice stability for this team as well. And again, the Magic know when to use him and use him effectively. And he knows how to use himself effectively. So again, that's the kind of veteran presence that you need. Um, you know, go if you're at the game on Wednesday, watch how Robin Lopez interacts with teammates. Watch how he interacts with coaches. Um, he's he's been a really big positive, and as long as he stays bought into that role, um, I think he'll be a really. I, I think he, he's been a really good signing. Um, Tie fourteen with a good question: Are you frustrated with Mosley's offense? Like me, Mosley runs the center DHO action too much. When guys got it going, the ball doesn't find them. We don't run any set plays. Um, there are things I like about Mosley's offense, and things I don't like about Mosley's offense. Um, I would agree with you. Um, I think the Magic don't have enough set plays. I think they let guys freelance a little bit too much. Um, That's something that Mosley said he wanted to do. I was a little bit skeptical of that when he said that that's what he wanted to do. Um, He essentially, uh, it it really sounds like his offensive philosophy, at least for this young group with the young guards that they have, um, is to give the point guards a, a little bit of freedom, give the ball handlers a little bit of freedom to read the play, to read what's going on there. So I think there's... I think there are initial actions and initial sets to kind of set players up to, to be in good spots, but then he wants um, everyone to just kind of be on the same page and, uh, and interact well together. Um, So I think it is, it is a very kind of loose um, offense Um, to your point, Ty. What that means is when that initial action breaks down, There's no secondary action. Um, You know, our players have to figure out that secondary action. And so I think what we've seen a lot with the offense is the ball will stall on one side of the floor um, or the switch will happen. Uh, This team sucks against switching defenses. Um, That switch will happen and then the Magic won't know what to do and it devolves into Cole Anthony ISO or Jalen Suggs ISO or whoever ISO. Um, And that's not this team. Um, This team is at its best, I agree completely, when they move the ball side to side, when they're able to get the ball in the paint and kick it back out. Um, you know, simple things. And, and we see this offense play really, really well um, in those scenarios. Um, so I agree. Like there there are the Jalen's, the, the offense so far under Jamal Mosley, I think has been too, has not been structured enough. Um, I agree completely with that. However, um, I do think that Mosley's offensive ideas uh, and the way that he has gotten um, some player shots when it's working really well. And again, I don't think the Magic have the players to make any offense work consistently right now. Um, when it is working really well, um, the Magic are getting really high quality shots, um, and not just high quality shots, high percentage shots. Um, I haven't looked at it in the last week and a half, but the Magic's corner threes are way up from under Steve Clifford. Um, they're getting a lot more of those kind of kind of ball reversal threes to the corner. Um, they're doing a, they're getting a lot more drives to the basket. Um, they are doing some really good things, and so I do think Jamal Mosley. Um, and, and his offense are are a lot more progressive and more modern than kind of the offense that we've seen. Um, I, I, so I do think that there are good things, but I do agree, um, that for this young, 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 young team, um, not enough structure. Um, so I do think they end up getting stuck a lot offensively. Um, and especially because right now Cole Anthony is really the only player that can kind of function, um, offensively in, in, in any consistent manner, um, it's it's been really really rough. Um, the DHO issue I don't think is that big of an issue, especially because Orlando has two bigs who can shoot it, in Wendell Carter and Mo Bamba. Um, I would like to see both get in the paint a little bit more, um, especially Wendell, especially Mo. Um, so I, I think that the Magic have to balance that out a little bit better, um, making sure that their bigs stay get get some touches in the paint and get some ba- shots close to the basket. Um, thanks again, everyone, for the questions. I do appreciate you for those that hop on while we're while we're taping this live. Again, we film usually around 9:30, 10 a.m. every day. Um, won't be doing it on Thanksgiving, obviously. Um, so I want to thank you. Thanks everyone who jumps in um and sends a question. If you have a question, feel free, feel free to uh to talk to talk about that. I see your question, your next question, Ty. Uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow, actually. Um, we'll talk about those injury updates on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. I'm still kind of investigating some things and, and trying to trying to get trying to get. Uh, trying to get a little bit more clarity on, on some some things as well. Um, I do appreciate everyone again who listens to today to, to our podcast. Um, you can, of course, find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic, subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Stitcher tuned in, Him, like Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast enabled listening to, listen to us. You can find me on Twitter at Philip R underscore mv. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by Boy Cube, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Sorry I won't be able to get to those last questions. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Phil Frost We'll Let's all again for another episode of Locked On Magic.